I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. How are ya? <laughs> um, I'm really mixing it up here. I had someone tell me recently that they like have the intro memorized, and they'll like say it along with me, and I really threw ya for a loop there. Sorry about that. Um, but I hope your week is treating you well. Happy Wednesday. Um, you know, with the conference notes, we're here for conference notes day two. And with this series, I'm kind of figuring out how much to share about the conference because I don't want to tell you all the work that people brought in detail so much so that I'm like doing their talk for you, right? I want to be respectful of their information. But at the same time, I do want to share what I'm taking away from it so that Maybe it shows you if you want to go to the conference next time or potentially even piques a little bit of interest in the work that the people are doing who are at the conference. So I'm going to try to do day two from a place of what I took away from the day instead of every detail of what was taught. So the first workshop I attended at the conference was with Russ Hudson and Catherine Bell on creativity. This was tricky because this is so much about what I talk about. And I honestly try not to follow people talking about the things that I talk about or may want to talk about because I have like a real fear of not sharing my own original thoughts. And I know no thoughts are original, everything's been done before, but I really wanna focus on creating from a place of my own information, not borrowing from other people. So I'm very careful about that. However, I will say it was really interesting to hear and in some ways very validating. I respect Russ's work a lot and he and I shared almost point for point the same things about the creativity within each of the types. Now they approached it in a way that I also think about the Enneagram, which is the part of us, each of us that is that type and how it impacts our creativity. Like how, what part of me is a four and what part of me is dealing with four E things in my creativity. I love that approach. I highly stand by that approach. My entire last book was written from that approach. So it was really cool to see them talking about it. And as for my takeaways, I was talking to someone the other night about how I think the lowest two numbers in like my personal makeup are probably two and six. And it was so interesting because when it comes to creativity, it was really eye-opening to be like, oh yeah, those are the areas in creativity that I struggle with the most. Um, being more collaborative, seeing creation as a relationship, um, the six being open to mentorship. And it's fun to think about intentionally strengthening those areas instead of leaning so far into the areas that come more naturally to me. So that felt really validating as well. And I'm going to be honest, in terms of like how the conference felt this day for me, I felt pretty awkward between workshops. Like we should be networking or talking to people, but I honestly just kind of felt like I didn't know what to do with my hands or who to talk to or who to approach. And I would kind of just race from workshop to workshop unless there was someone that I already kind of knew or someone was introducing themselves to me. I pretty much kept to myself, not on purpose, but it was just kind of like what felt most natural in the setting. So that was interesting to observe. 
Um, and then my next workshop was with Beatrice Chestnut, who I love. Um, she proposed the concept of a perennial philosophy that predates modern religions. So the concept being that most religions are founded from this perennial philosophy and how the Enneagram could be part of this kind of like ancient wisdom that's been passed down from generations over the course of centuries. Now, she took it all the way back to ancient Egypt and ultimately ended with the idea that most major religions believe a key few things like surrender, detachment, compassion, forgiveness, and they all focus on a move from ego to our higher self. They also focus on moving away from separation into oneness. So it was really fascinating and kind of also validating of what I already kind of believed. Like it seems like we're all talking to the same higher consciousness in some way, right? And so what if it was built in that there has been this kind of ancient perennial philosophy all along that's really forming all of these differing viewpoints and we name them different things, but at the end of the day, we're all kind of pointing in the same direction. After Beatrice's workshop, I went to an event that my friend Milton hosted. Um, he's the host of the Do It For The Gram podcast and I had so much fun there talking with people and I even took a lemon drop shot with my friend Mickey. And then we went to the Enneagram After Dark panel where they spoke on sexuality and the Enneagram. From that session, I really took away that some research suggests that our sexuality may be more impacted by our subtype than our Enneagram type. Maybe social types are a little bit more um, in the kinkier realm. Self-press types can be a little bit more focused on like, what do we need to do to get this done? You know, like this is a, a recipe to my satisfaction. And then sexual one-to-one -one types can be a lot more passionate and fiery. Um, some of the panelists mentioned their research showing that our Enneagram type follows us to bed, meaning it's an extension of who we are. And there was also, there's one person on the panel that expressed that we show up differently in sexuality than in other areas of our lives. But because they were kind of an outlier, it felt like um, less of a truth and more of a personal experience, if that makes sense. So I would say, from my perspective, I, I think of it as an extension of your Enneagram work, right? It's part of intimacy. It's not separate from intimacy. This, I think, as a head type is something I've had to learn. Um, I think from my perspective as a head type, I can really easily compartmentalize and separate intimacy and sexuality. But I think, again, that's Enneagram work. That is all part of it. And then finally, I really liked the language of don't yuck anyone else's yum, that all sexuality is healthy as long as it's truly consensual. And by truly consensual, meaning no one feels guilted or coerced, everyone is an enthusiastic yes. I will also add conscious, like it's healthy if it's conscious, um, that it's not a continuation of our Enneagram work, not separate from it. So that all sexuality is healthy as long as we are participating in it consciously and consensually. So all in all, you know, the second half of my first full day was eventful, to say the least. Um, I'm gearing up now to go into the final portion of the conference, and I cannot wait to share with you my takeaways on part three of our conference notes series. So I will see you Friday for that one. And as always, thank you so much for being here. I'll see ya.
soon. Bye! Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.